0: Hi, hello, welcome to the seventh episode of this podcast called Let's Get Sexy. This is a podcast where I read an erotic story to you. As I've said previously, this is the first time I've read the story, so I don't know what's going to happen. At the moment, we're reading Lesbian Slave Island, and we're on chapter seven of that story. I'm also not a lesbian or involved in the BDSM sex slave community, and I don't really know anything about that world, so it's as much of a surprise to me as it may or may not be to you. Maybe you're someone who's really into this stuff and is well-versed in the ins and outs of the lesbian-slave relationship. Lesbian Slave Island is an erotic story which I found on Literotica.com. It's by author Fit and Trim, and you can find their stories by searching for their username on Literotica. Please do feel free to read ahead, or go back and read some of the previous ones, or even read along while I narrate it to you, if, if that's your jam. Following on from a chapter where we had a lot of interaction between Sasso and Lisa, I'm wondering if chapter 7 is going to be a little bit more of a Helen chapter. Um, The subtitle for chapter 7 is The Sisters Train Me Hard. So so my initial worry that this is going to be a whipping heavy chapter uh, because we know from Lisa's slave owner manual that that's something she considers almost essential for the training of a slave, which certainly seems historically accurate, uh, but I think it's more about her having a particular fantasy for being in positions of discomfort and enduring what seems like quite significant amount of bodily pain. To recap a little bit of where we got to last time, last chapter was basically a little tete a tete between Sasa and Lisa. Safa is Helen's younger sister, Helen is the romantic partner of Lisa. A little bit of the same in terms of the activities they got up to. Again, we got the labia and nipple clamps out and there was a little bit of whipping, although it wasn't as bad of a whipping as we had in Chapter 4, much to my relief. Oh, and towards the end of the chapter, we had Helen appearing and she didn't seem dismayed at all that her sister had been having a bit of one-on-one time with her girlfriend. But I guess that's the nature of this contract, that she is free to use for either of the sisters at any time. And possibly that's part of the fantasy, even for Helen. You know, maybe she likes the idea of sharing Lisa to some extent. So that's where we left off with the two sisters egging each other on, really, to just make the most of Lisa as a slave. I think we actually ended with Helen suggesting a little break for breakfast and then I'm assuming this next chapter is going to get straight back into it with possibly Helen getting involved, but we'll soon see. This chapter, chapter seven, has, uh, it's a little bit shorter, Uh, it's only 2,200 words, so it's a short, sweet chapter. It's had 52,500 views, which is less than the previous chapter. But I think that's always going to be the case with these, because there's such a long expanse of time in between the posting of each chapter, you're naturally going to have some readers dropping off, possibly even some of them have have died in that time, you know, just with the way the statistics works out. You know, if you get any group of 100,000 people, some of them are not going to make it two or three years between, well, we started this in... 2010 and this latest chapter was brought out in 2017 so you know we're already two years on from chapter six (laughs) so there's been a, a fair old wait for some people i wonder if at the end we'll see in the comments whether our old favorites like dry hill and mistress silver have stuck around it's had 34 likes, which is pretty good. I think that's roughly on par with the number of likes we've had in the past. Maybe maybe a couple less. So, without any more waffling around, let's just jump straight into the story. The next up is... next days leading up to the departure were like a hazing or indoctrination for me. Ellen and Sasser kept true to the manual, and when they went preparing for our travel, they trained me. Hard. Training. Always naked, almost always bound, displayed, disciplined, and or ordered to obey humiliatingly submissive acts. I began to know that they owned me. I was only allowed two orgasms, so I stayed in a crazed heat. Those two orgasms, or more precisely, sets of orgasms, were explosive. One was on the stool dildo, displayed knees wide, wrists and elbows tied behind, after hours of sitting still on dildo. Towards the end of that particular session, on the dildo slash stool, I was allowed to slide up and down on the dildo, as well as given permission to orgasm. The other orgasm was special. Sasa wanted to bring me to orgasm with her mouth and tongue. Sasa using her mouth on me was a psychological barrier past, and we had agreed it was not something usually done during training. I felt emotionally closer to Sasa after that. Of course, as the slave, I brought them to orgasm several times with my lips and tongue, and once each with a strap on. There was lots of making out with each of them. It was interesting that Helen very often encouraged Sasa and me to kiss. She watched us for long sessions of kissing, including French kissing. She would also order me to lick and suck Sassa's hands and feet, and seemed to be aroused watching me humiliate myself so. They wanted me a bit slimmer, to show off my hard-earned musculature, so my diet was limited to water, beans, seeds, nuts, fruit, and mostly vegetables. This was in line with the slave owner's manual I had written, and my desire for perfect health so it too was another dream come true. They denied me the rare desserts they enjoyed, making me feel deliciously owned. They usually hand-fed me too, and occasionally they would eat the desserts off my nipples. Together, or in turns, they hand-fed me, had me lick their hands and feet, sit on the dildo-topped stool. Usually I had a collar and chain, or anklet and chain, and or hands tied behind. They had fun binding me in numerous positions, including hog-tied, spread-eagle, and elbow-gloved. I simultaneously loved and feared the whipping sessions, not knowing how long or hard they would be. I loved and hated it when they would order me to keep my legs spread to accept the whipping of my pussy or inner thighs. This, of course, was painful, and they loved my responses. I blushed the most when being trained to prance and be their pony slave, especially when wearing the face harness. It was even more humiliating than peeing as they watched, or tasting my own juices from their fingers, and the many times Sasa had me suck and gag on a dildo. She loved to make me do that, sometimes pumping it herself. One time I gagged so hard that Helen came over to make sure that I was okay. The Nose Ring When Helen returned from the sex store downtown, She showed me only some of the items she bought. She said she would surprise me with the rest, on the island. I almost fainted in arousal and humiliation at the mere sight of the first item out of the large bag, a bar nose ring. Not the kind that is tiny, that goes in one side. It was a fairly large circle that instantly made me feel like an owned animal, even before she put it inside my nostrils. The bottom of the ring touched my upper lips. After it was on, I pumped my hips into the air and gushed juices over the humiliation. When Sassa ooed and ahed over it and held up a mirror for me to see, I blushed deeply, seeing how utterly debased and owned I appeared. How blatant my sex slavery, when a large nose ring shone in the centre of my face. Helen beamed. How do you feel with a nose ring on? she said. I whispered huskily. Utterly aroused, my owner, I moaned softly. "'Do you love it?' she asked. I paused. How humiliating to admit it. "'Yes, my owner. I must tell you my feelings. I love it. Oh!' I said. Ellen beamed and pulled out another nose ring. My eyes widened when she held it closer so that I could see it had no open area. How do you feel about wearing this nose ring? It has a clicker. It is inserted through the septum. We will have to have you septum pierced, she explained. I blushed with arousal and humiliation. I couldn't think what to say. I bowed my head and whispered, Yes, my owner, as you desire. Sasa spoke up. Slave, my sister asked you what you feel about having your septum pierced and wearing a full nose ring. I kept my head down in shame over my willingness as I started to whisper. My owners, your slave property is aroused at the mere idea of it. I will love to wear it as a sign of your utter ownership of me. I bravely raised my head, trembling slightly as I looked each of them in their eyes. They glanced at each other, deeply smiling. Oh, slave, you are so delicious. Helen kissed me on the lips. Then she showed me a third nose ring with a clicker. It was adorned with reddish gems. This one is for more formal occasions, like supper. Nipple rings I smiled at Helen, who then began caressing my nipples. I'm working these nipples for the next item, slave. Helen brought out nipple clips of different varieties than I had in my box. She had me kneel, knees wide, back arched, chest thrust upwards. Sassa used a riding crop to remind me to hold perfect position. I most often felt the crop when I moved in anticipation or of pain from the various nipple clips Helen tried on me. We all agreed that the butterfly clips were the most beautiful, so Helen and Sassa had me wear them most of the evening. I got to sit at the table for dinner that night because they wanted to see the butterflies. They were on for so long that I writhed and whimpered in anguish when Helen finally took them off. Other purchased item, used on me before we left for the island, also included a torso harness that prominently displayed my breasts and locked my arms behind me. Helen drilled a hook into the ceiling and tied my wrists to it, making me extremely vulnerable, displayed and uncomfortable. The humiliation and my arousal were intense, simply to be in this helpless position. When they talked about me and my body, Unlikely and erotically tortured me and caressed me while so helpless, I was in a kind of bliss. I also loved it whenever Sasa toyed with my most intimate area, getting juices on her hand which she then had me suck or lick off. Sometimes she smeared my juices on my face and body. More bliss. I whimpered and thrust my hips when possible in desire when she took her hand away from stimulating me. Displaying myself. It always got me extra hot when they wanted me to lean back, spread my legs, and thrust my hips up. They played with their slaves' displayed nudity, using riding props, flips, whips, and clip rings. I loved it when they were nicely dressed, while in stark contrast, I was the only one naked, hands tied behind my back nipple and labia clips dangling, a nose ring prominently reminding all three of us just how owned a sex slave I was. All three of us got off on saying and writing out in many ways how totally they owned me. Whether they order me to or not, I would often say things like, I am submitted utterly to you. You own me as your property. I am your sensual toy to use as you please i have no inhibitions i wanted this and so i am yours to own there is a slave contract and slave owner manual which i wrote and signed myself and the more you show me you own me the more i am aroused and love you it was a milestone when i licked and sucked Sassa to a wild series of orgasms when her lust would be thusly settled for a while we shared more relaxing and tender moments though even during these she almost always was fully or partially clothed, and me nude, shaved, arching my back to thrust out my breasts, and wearing some chain, collar, anklet or nipple clamp. I loved these times too, getting to know one another better. We often kissed, and she often touched and stroked my available nudity. I watched carefully for signs of Helen becoming jealous, sharing her lover, but I could only detect the opposite. Ellen smiled and often beamed when Sasser and I were intimate. When Helen and I were alone, I asked about it after getting permission to ask. Ellen answered that this development thrilled her. She loved her sister and wanted her to stay away from boys for a few years. And she loved me. Seeing us enjoying one another was wonderful. I smiled and began licking her labia. She grabbed my hair and moaned as I induced orgasm after orgasm. I wished I could finger myself, despite the risk of orgasm without permission, but thankfully my wrists were tied together behind my back. They kept complimenting me, so my self-esteem actually rose along with my subservience. When they disciplined me, it was usually for erotic passion and training, not simply punishment. They had few reasons to punish me, for my obedience and enthusiasm were consistent. The whippings and other causes of pain that made me writhe, wince, and even cry only raised their erotic passion for me. They were acts of eroticism, not sadism. Of my two owners, Sassa perhaps, had the strongest streak of sadism in her. I was not sure I was truly masochistic until those moments when Sassa was her harshest. I felt my pain was a gift to them, and through it they showed me they loved and desired their slave property. I encouraged them because the experience would not otherwise be real. Only by going all the way with real ownership would we all feel truly that they owned me as their completely owned property. Sassa seemed to understand this better, and perhaps because she wasn't originally my lover, so Sassa went further. One of the times they whipped and nipple-tortured and labia clamped me, I cried the most, with real tears. Helen thought they had gone too far, but not Sassa. Still crying, I did beg them to stop, at least for a break but quickly added, I loved being their thoroughly owned, true and real sex slave, and not to stop, to ignore my begging for a break. They both looked into my eyes with doubt, so I knew I had to reassure them both. I told them it was loving of them to stop, but even more loving of them to erotically torture me. Then I begged them to continue using me and training me. I challenged them to prove they owned me. What followed? was one of the times they went beyond eroticism, into punishment. With breaks, but for more than two hours they continued to discipline me, repeating that it was to prove they owned me, and to train me to obey them instinctively. The only one of us bound and naked, displayed including shaven loins, crying and whimpering around the gag they put in me to prevent my screaming being heard, covered in whip marks, I learned what it was to really be property
1: completely
0: in the power of and owned by these sisters. I cried more naturally, but my pleading stopped. They seemed to know when I'd had too much at any particular time, and would pause. I both trembled and loved it when Sassa said she got hot when she saw me flinch, moan, or writhe. When Sasa squeezed my labia and nipples, causing me to wince, I noticed the lust that passed across her face. I thought I might have seen love too, from both at my wince. For Helen, it was mixed with sympathy and some lust. For Sassa, I guessed more lust than love, at least for now. The next morning was the departure. Helen said that unfortunately I must be fully dressed, because she did not want any trouble. Helen added that after we arrived, while still fully clothed, I could still back out. Sassa protested over this option, pleasing me and making me feel wanted. I promised I would not back out, but Helen said that she wanted to make this offer for two reasons. One was that she did wonder about my tears of pain, and whether I truly wanted this, and the other was that she wanted me to commit again to true slavery in that remote location, where and when I could not escape. She pointed out that when I took my clothes off on the island, there would be no going back and no escape until the contract allowed me to reconsider again, because there my screams could be heard by no one else. To be continued. The next is... Lesbia, slave Island Ooh, that had a bit of a spooky ending. That was like a horror story at the end. My screams could be heard by no one else. Bom, bom, bom. There was something also a little bit creepy I thought about just the idea of her uh, being whipped so often that she loses her inhibitions—you know—it just makes me think maybe some of those inhibitions are there for a reason. The human, or even the animal instinct to avoid pain, to flinch away from danger—that seems like maybe maybe a dangerous thing. That instinct of basic self-preservation—that could have some pretty serious consequences, you know, later in life. I've given credit to Lisa in the past for really thinking things through and planning ahead, but I don't think that's something she's considered, the long-term damage that this kind of indoctrination might do to her psyche. But it does seem like that's not really a top priority for Lisa at this point in her life. Short but sweet chapter, kind of a different format than we're used to. There was a little bit of uh, listing going on there. We had a few kind of sub chapters within the chapter. We had training, the nose ring, nipple rings, and finally displaying myself to earmark each of those different sections. But exciting news, and maybe this is in response to Dry Hill's little comment about the last chapter. We are finally, it seems, about to make our way to the island. Very exciting. And things seem to be really ramping up. It looks like Bitten Trip did an awful lot of thinking in those two years about where this story is going to go. And with a renewed enthusiasm, has just decided to propel us there towards the island as soon as possible. No more messing around. Really just an overview of the preparations, not wanting to get into too much detail. And I guess maybe that these little chapters, these little sub-chapters, are going to be a bit more fleshed out in the final publication, which, as I've said before, Fit and Trim is currently working on. But I like that chapter. I thought it was a good way to bridge the gap between where we were in the apartment there, starting things up and experimenting and building the comfort between the three uh, participants of the contract and the eventual destination of the island um because i think there was obviously a lot of things that needed to happen before that and this was a way to just get through those those things in a quick efficient way we got a little uh playing out of the stool fantasy not in a huge amount of detail but i think that's good for where we are in the story if that's one of her two main ultimate fantasies you don't want to hit that fantasy in too much detail too early just keep that teasing along we got some interesting detail about the uh, chariot fantasy there didn't we another reprise of some of that stuff although that was supposed to be an ultimate fantasy they're already getting on with quite a lot of the stuff associated with that fantasy the uh the feeding her by the hand it seems like for most meals i'm not sure on that diet whether I would be particularly enjoying a diet of, what was it, nuts and seeds and, and, and bits like that and, and grains. That sounds a little bit... And Oh, and lots of vegetables. Um, so I, I suppose it, it's healthy enough, I suppose. That is that's probably just quite a healthy diet. I'd really miss things like pizza, though. The occasional treats in life, uh, they're the kind of thing that makes it worth living and well, I suppose if you're all trussed up in a horse face harness being whipped every day then you've probably got other things on your mind than whether or not you get to enjoy the occasional slice of pizza we finally had uh, perhaps in response to one of the comments I think it was from an anonymous user last time uh, about Lisa having not yet brought either of the sisters to orgasm now it seems like she's done that several times there's been a lot of making out and we got a little bit of detail about a couple of those orgasms that she gave them so that was good to know that everyone's enjoying themselves and they're I guess getting their money's worth out of this slave who let's remember is being paid an awful lot for their services we did have a little bit of whipping but actually it wasn't as bad as I anticipated ahead of time when I read the subtitle to the chapter I thought oh dearie me this is going to be A very whipping-heavy chapter with lots of crying and moaning and whimpering. But because I think this was almost a kind of bird's-eye view of the scenarios, we didn't go into too much detail, although there obviously was a fair bit of whipping down on the ground. An interesting development, I think, in the relationship between the sisters and Lisa. It does seem to me like Lisa is more interested in Sasa than in Helen. Although Sasa, the kind of harsher one, as we predicted early on, <laughs> I remember maybe even as early as episode two, that, that was a trend that seemed to establish itself. As Sasa as the more cruel of the mistresses, the more sadistic one, that seems to have been more deeply entrenched within the narrative. But it does seem to me like Lisa's got a thing for getting it on with the, the little sister and doesn't seem that bothered about Helen... There was a slight bit of concern over whether Helen was perhaps becoming jealous, but quite easily dismissed. <laughs> I guess you know, if you're in a situation like this, it's hard to it's hard for me to imagine what the emotions might be uh, flying around. It seems a, a very confusing, difficult thing to get your head around. But you know, we kind of have to take Helen's word for it that she's she's cool with it, and that's what she likes. That she's you know enjoying seeing them enjoy each other so readily. Uh, but I have to say, that would be a concern of mine if if my sister was getting it on with my partner and my partner seemed to be having a better time with my sister than with me. I mean, that would be concerning for several reasons. But there we go. These are, These guys are clearly not the typical vanilla trio. One thing that sticks out to me that I maybe could have mentioned earlier, but there is an awful lot of detail around the licking and sucking of fingers and of feet as well. That seems to be a real recurring fantasy for Lisa. She's, she's really into the idea of licking and sucking feet and hands as a kind of humiliation. And I, to me, I don't know is... Is that? I mean, I, I I can understand it with the feet. That is quite humiliating, I suppose. Licking and sucking someone's feet, but is licking and sucking someone's hands or fingers humiliating? I I don't I don't think necessarily. That's in a way that's quite a vanilla thing to do, isn't it? Like she said before, like, to simulate fellatio on someone's hands. That seems is that humiliating? I'd never I'd never thought of it in that way before. But perhaps perhaps there is an element of that to it. I guess it's what you make of it, though. If you consider it humiliating, then it is humiliating for you. I guess there are many things that lots of people do that they don't consider humiliating, that somebody else might consider incredibly embarrassing and humiliating. So there we go. It's all about context, isn't it? For example, I don't find reading this story for a podcast particularly humiliating. I find it quite enjoyable, entertaining. um, But I imagine there are some people who would find it incredibly humiliating to read aloud these naughty paragraphs of sexual detail. So all in all, a really good chapter. And I'm glad that we're on our way to the island now, where I assume the bulk of the action is going to take place. And after all, for a story called Lesbian Slave Island, it feels like by chapter eight, we should have got there. So glad that we're on course to achieve that. Let's have a look at some of the comments this time. We have a a new commenter, Jade Stoy. uh, who says, wow, please don't make me wait that long again for more. Yeah, it was two years. So that's a long time. Almost to the day, actually. Two years from 2015 to 2017. Um, No comment this time from either Dry Hill Or Mistress Silver, which is a real shame. I I wanted to keep them with us. Maybe they just didn't have anything to say, particularly about this chapter. Maybe we'll see them again in later chapters. Maybe we'll never see them again, which would be a real shame. There are four more anonymous comments, just short ones. Someone says, loving this. Thank you. Truly a great read. Thank you for these. Another anonymous comment says, keep it going. Aroused reading. Uh, I guess they were aroused reading that. They say, great start, anticipation high for more. Keep it coming. I wonder if that was a deliberate pun or if that was accidental. Another anonymous comment says, so good. Yes, more. So you can can hear from the number of O's and S's in their comment that they really enjoyed it. Uh, a, A final anonymous comment now says, I love it. Great details awaiting next chapters eagerly. And if you are waiting the next chapters eagerly um, and you can't wait until next week's installment, then you can find all of Fit and Trim's stories by going to literotica.com and searching for Fit and Trim. Uh, it's with an N. It's all one word. Fit and trim so you can search for them as an author and then you'll find all 18 chapters of lesbian slave island i'll be back to read you chapter eight very shortly in the near future and uh, i hope that you will join us for that if you've enjoyed it then do consider subscribing to the podcast supporting the podcast all that's left for me to do is to say have a wonderful week and see you next time for Chapter 8 of lesbian slave, island. The is lesbian slave Island. Yes, my owner, I must tell you my feelings. I love it. Oh.